Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. So part one of this episode uh, was, I, I have to admit, I haven't drank for a year. In fact, I did drink about a month ago, lightly. But because I haven't drank for a year, I'm not the same drinker that I used to be. <laughs> and I've been drowning my misery in painting, DIY projects, and trying not to think about the frustrating Brooklyn Nets. Me and my partner Sam are about to talk about it. It's the front office, everybody. Let's make it happen. Sam, I'm feeling a, a, a lot of emotions. Um... I'm not happy, but then the next minute I am happy, but then I'll read another, like, quote, another player is being added to the team, and and I'm wondering to myself, like, how, how were we so happy last year around this time? How much shit was we talking <laughs> the moment we heard Kyrie and KD was coming to Brooklyn? And I'm sorry, I know I'm the only one. I know everyone else has is taking doses of heroin but as i uh, uh doses of heroin from the the thought of in the future someday Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to play for them i'm looking at this bubble team and i can't get past the hate that i have for the bubble team right now <laughs> so let's i figure We'll do a show, me and you. You will tell me. We'll, we'll basically go through the list of the players that, that's going in, in, into this uh, Space Mountain or what, but, uh, whatever it is, Disney Disney World. And, and you'll tell me why this is okay. <laughs> and it can't, and the thing you can't use is the dope that all Nets fans are currently on, which is. Um, we're gonna have Kyrie and KD next year. It's shitty right now, and I want to talk about that. All right, you ready? You ready, partner? I'm very ready. How How are you feeling about the, the? Give me Give me your overall feeling on what's been happening the last few weeks. Uh, in terms of their rosters, I mean, I would say, like, I would give for my grade for Marks in terms of how he filled up the last four or five slots i think i'd probably give him somewhere between a b minus and a b so that's that that's how i view it there's nothing like special about it there's nothing that wowed me uh but i also don't but i also think that he was dealing with the scraps of scraps because uh a lot of these uh people who dropped out came in pretty late and so a lot of guys had already gotten taken but uh but but and but then at the same time, I'm intrigued by a couple of the guys that they're that they're bringing in. So we'll uh, we'll see. 
okay let's let's do this systematically let's let's just go through one dude after another dude all right let's do it all right the first dude I, i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna bring him up first because spencer did when he's not gonna be so the net starting point guard is Sam. I mean, like it, it, it kind of. De- I mean, it depends. Like, and it obviously, it just, just hits you. <laughs> I mean, it, it just. I just by the way, it, you you responded. Listen to the playback of this after. It just hit you, didn't it? I mean, look, it could be, it could, it could, it could be Chioza, it could be Tyler Johnson. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Chris Chioza is leading the Nets into the playoffs. My Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. I like Chioza. So do I. He, he, he's a scrappy little player. He's a good guy. Uh, uh, you tell me what you like about Chioza. Um, so he does a couple of things that I think are very important for a guy who's trying to make a roster and also trying to, uh, show his footprint, which is that I think he's, I think he's pretty fearless. Mm-hmm. I think he penetrates a lot, which I think in the, in the modern NBA is very, very important. And most of all, I think he's not afraid when he's feeling himself to keep, to keep pushing and to keep penetrating and he doesn't really – and he honestly has some like highlightish type plays where he uh, crosses people over. I mean look, his percentages also for the first – for like – I mean for this year have been like crazy. I mean he's been playing just like a, honestly like great basketball. I mean it, like in a lot of these games I found him to be more effective than Dinwiddie was. But uh, I mean look, I mean the thing he has going against him is that he's, he's small and like I haven't probably seen enough to make a great judgment of him as a – uh, a passer or as a or as a defender honestly but in terms of like having him I like I mean I I like the spot I, I, I mean I do like I think I think it was I think that has been one of Marx's most impressive uh, moves this year if not the most impressive move so I think Chios is five seven I don't know what he'd list that but I'm just giving him his head is very large so maybe his head <laughs> gives him another couple of inches but, yeah <laughs> And I, I, I mean that with all sincerity. I'm not even making a joke. Um, he is not an adequate NBA player, I don't think. Interesting. I, 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 I think, see, there's, see, people mistake when a guy comes from the G League, does well, and, you know, shows out, this is a good player. This is a, this is a gutty player. I think he's he's good enough to be a third string um, on the fringe, but I think guys like so who we think we're going to see first Toronto. To, I mean, probably they're, not. We'll probably they're we'll probably see the Bucks. I don't. We're going to lose a, a lot of these eight games, so we might fall behind Orlando, and. Um, Eric Gordon is going to eat Chris Chills a lot. Forget about what Giannis is going to do to us with no no size in the front court. Um, uh, Chris Chills, like I, 
I just don't see him being able to play 36 minutes in a in a playoff game, and it and it leads me back to something I was tweeting at the at the beginning of the season, Sam. I basically was saying signing Theo Pinson and giving him a roster spot was one of the most irresponsible things that Sean Marks did. Yeah, I, I mean, look, he he made. I mean, this kind of uh, will relate to. Part one, where we kind of talked about the the push pull that Marx has had in terms of trying to satisfy this new this new uh, regime duo of Katie and Kyrie <laughs> with roster spots, while at the same time trying to keep what he had going. And and Pinson is interesting because Pinson is like kind of to me has been like the outlier guy with the Nets because he hasn't really he's never shown anything when he's when he's gotten really any minutes. Like he's just he's not particularly impressive. He seems like he's like a destined to play in, in in Europe type guy. Yeah, and the, the reason why I wrote him off is not because he doesn't work hard. It's not because he's not a good guy. It's not because he's not, you know, he doesn't have the physicality for it. He's a big guard that does not finish shots. Yep. He doesn't hit he doesn't hit it from the outside consistently. He's he looks like when you watch him in the G League, he's he's excellent. I I, I thought they were going to win the championship last year. Um, but in the championship game, he showed you why he wasn't going to be an NBA point um, point guard. Now, people know I love Musa, and they would say, "Oh, Eve, why do you love Musa and you don't like like uh, uh, Pinson? And why was Pinson irresponsible to keep and and not Musa?" Well, I will tell you, Pinson is twenty four years old. I think he might even be twenty five now, but Pinson is older. Than D'Angelo Russell, yeah. So, so he's not going to get his upside. He, he's probably hit his ceiling already, and I think they kept him because he danced on the court and he was good for the locker room. And I think they put they gave him a roster spot because of it, which is <laughs> insane. Because the one thing we know about Kyrie Irving, besides the fact that he's the best ball handler in the NBA right now, besides the fact that he's a, a remarkable offensive player, but we know he's brittle. We've seen eight years of Kyrie Irving to know that he will get injured. He will break every single section of his body. Like, you know how some players like Darren Williams and at the end of his career, it was the nagging ankle, that the, the bone spurs, and, and yep. you know, not, not taking care of himself uh, early on led to him deteriorating as quickly as he did. Now, Kyrie is a different kind of injured. He he's let's let, let me think of all the injuries this year. He's injured his face. Yep. He's injured his back. Yep. Uh uh so now the whole thing with the shoulder impingement that had three different diagnoses b- before and before yep. having surgery. And nope. you know he has a history of a knee. Uh, and and I, I can't remember what happened to him in college, but I think that was a foot or a toe. Yeah, was, or yeah, I forgot or, or, or an ankle. Yeah, so something was yeah. It wasn't it wasn't his knee yet. No. So well, if I'm the general manager of, of a team and I'm not Sean Marks. But I think certain things are are common sense, and as I'm and the reason why I'm bringing all of this up to 
it, and putting it all in the lap of Chris Chioza, who is now the net starter, I believe. It is irresponsible to put a team together in this way where you have a roster spot for feel-good players. You're supposed to have an experimental spot that's supposed to be the thing that you break glass in case of emergency. Well, he's gone now, no? Uh, who's, who's gone? Uh, Pinson. Oh, yeah, he's... He's gone now because you're just saying, yeah, you're just saying like he 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 spent way too much time on the roster this entire time. Exactly, there was yeah. there was things, there were weaknesses that Marks could have filled. That I I really like out of all of the years he's been here, there's been things that I I didn't like. I think he has a blind spot for power forward. That is what whatever, but he's always patched the team and the Long Island Nets. Are, have always steadily gotten better since they started. And they, they played for a championship last year of the G League. This year, they look horrible. This year, and I, I don't think it's because the coach went to Australia. I just think Sean Marks basically got Kevin Durant, got Kyrie Irving, and was like, who you guys want on the team? DeAndre yep. Jordan, you got it. Uh, uh Oh. You, I I got I got Torian Prince in the trade. That's your boy, KD. You like him? Back, put him on the team. Kyrie, oh, you you look up to to Garrett Temple. Psh, Garrett Temple's on the team. I I look at the reason why Chris Chioza is our our starting point guard, and it's because the need to find another Spencer Dinwiddie to find another player. He, all that shit went out the window. All that I we scout. We have five hundred scouts all throughout the world. We know we're looking under every rock for talent. All that went out through the window. Did, uh, was it this year that they that they drafted Hand? Uh yeah. Oh. Hand, <laughs> Hand didn't even look good in the G League. Like, nah. He just looked physical. Well, the weird uh, the thing the thing that concerned me the most this is a little side tangent. I think that we're uh, maybe the most nervous about the Jalen Hands pick was that there was a rumor that when UCLA played in China last year, um, Joe Sy met him and really liked him. So then there was this like so then I think there was like this is like the under underworld of of the Nets. I think people were in the deep deep Twitter spheres were wondering, uh oh, is like is Sy going to be one of these owners that p- puts his uh, puts his hand in the mix. But I think, like, I didn't really see anything besides that. That was just the one thing I had heard that's, like, totally conspiracy theory net stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I pray that's not true. Yeah, that would be bad. That I would not be happy with. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, now that's the owner playing with his new toy, it's the superstars uh, uh, picking their teammates. It's it's all the Knicks-type shit. Yep. And and I've heard so much this week from the kind people on Twitter, the kind and understanding people on Twitter, Very that kind. I should go back to being a Knicks fan. Let me tell you something, Nets fans. If I was from OKC pre <laughs> pre uh uh when when OKC was still the Seattle Sonics, yeah. I'm not supposed to be a Seattle Sonics fan. I'm not from I'm I'm not from Seattle. I'm from OKC. My team probably was the Dallas Mavericks back in those days. If OKC then gets a team and I'm from Oklahoma City, 
and that's my that's my community that's my neighborhood that's where i pay taxes why would i ever not root for the team that has the name of the place that i was born raised and made my babies in yep. <laughs> you know what i mean so so you can't tell me that like that i shouldn't be a, Net, a nets fan because i'm airing my grievances or what i don't like no of course I, yeah. no, and, just, yes and and and, and I, I will always push back but back to what we're talking about and more important things jamal crawford I'd like to hear your TED Talks on why so he's going to be good for us. So I have to tell you, I think that's the one that I actually have the, the biggest issue with. Because 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 unless he's uh, – unless the idea the, – the only way you could convince me on it more so was was he's someone who guys like – like I know Levert really looks up to him. They have like the Michigan connection. Um, I, I like I – mean, I mean I think it's pretty on a uh, – I think you you basically can't question the fact that like after he got signed, a ton of Nets players came out and seemed really excited about it. So I guess like I, I think in a lot of players' eyes, he really has like obviously not this like Kobe element, but people really, really in the league really look up to him. Which I think from that perspective, it can mean something. And they're going to be in close quarters. It's going to be. It, it seems like it could be a time when where they have a lot of young guys or guys who have been some misfits. And he's obviously been in a lot of places, but also has always been well liked. And so, from that perspective, I like it. Beyond, from a basketball perspective, I, I don't I don't really get it because they like they they have enough they have a lot of they have enough guards. They also they definitely have enough guards who can offensively do some things and don't play defense. And Jamal Crawford's been one of the worst defensive players forever to the point that like his defense is almost outweighed even what he brings on offense. So if he's not going to play much, but is there for like a mentorship, you can kind of convince me beyond that. Um, um, that one I didn't get as much. I, and, and to be clear, I love Jay crossover. That's one of my favorite players. I, I just like watching the guy play. He has so much guile. He has, he, he, he understands physically what he wants to do with the ball and he just can yep. score in so many different ways, but he's 40. Yep. You know, I I think he'll have he'll have some good games where he shows out because the way he scores doesn't depend on speed or athleticism. He's just, you know, the craftiest guy in the court and, and while a lot of people say that Kyrie has the best dri- dribble, I think Kyrie is like a whirling dervish. Like he's he's spitting around like a Tasmanian devil and, and crossing you over and getting to the basket. And um but Jay Crossover, Jamal Crawford, like the way he he's like like skip to my Lou. Yep. And and I don't know, like he's like Joe Johnson and Rafa Austin at the same time. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's very well said. That yeah. is what he's doing. You know, you know, so I, I I'd love to see him in a, a Nets jersey if the rest of the team was just better put together. Like, let's say they went and got DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. Right. Which, which, I, 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 I'll go back to after. But let let's say they went and got DeMarcus Cousins. Now that's something that's interesting to me. Okay, DeMarcus, Karis, Chris Chioza doesn't have to. We don't have to count on him to get twenty a night. If if you've got a Demarcus kind of working his way back, and 
you know, Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. That that would have been interesting to me. Yep. Um, but instead, <laughs> uh, we got what we got, which is uh, <laughs> what do you call this? <laughs> Yeah, There's, no, I'm not like, it, yeah. Like, imagine if we had Nick Claxton. I'd be excited for that because they'd have to play him. No Nick Claxton. Yeah. I mean, look, what's weird, what's weird, right, is that, like, I think the thing that both, that I think me and you both, like, kind of like, but also find a bit, a, a bit scary in terms of, like, who's running the show is, like, all these guys that they signed, minus um, Donta Hall, like, basically all have some type of connection to guys who are on the team. And you could say, like, look, all these guys have been playing with each other for, for forever, so, like, everyone's going to have a connection to someone. But, like, Beasley's known to be friends with Durant. Crawford and, and, and Lavert are close. And then Lance Thomas, who it looks like the Nets are close to signing, he, like, he, him and him and Durant have been, have, been, have been close for a while. So there's a little bit of, like, all right, like, is this – like I can convince myself that something's a good move for whatever reasons, but if like I don't want to be made to look like an asshole if like if if it was really because KD and Kyrie are just running the show this oh. whole time. So and that, think, so that brings me to an odd an odd KD favorite. What'd you say? Uh, so this that brings me to an odd KD favorite, and, and yep. I'm not sure if he's a KD favorite. I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong, but Michael Beasley. How, why did the Nets sign Michael Beasley? <laughs> what? So, what? so you know what's interesting? His, he, out of all the guys that, that, that they signed when we were doing our, our homework for this pod, he was the guy that I went back and I was like, wow, like he like obviously, I mean, did nothing with the Lakers last year and was bad. But the year before, he was actually like really good with the Knicks, like weirdly like good, like, like, like did this guy like – this was like coming out of nowhere, hitting fifty home runs, like Brady Anderson type stuff. Like what he hit, like he hit, uh, he was almost forty percent from three. He was over fifty percent, uh, uh, just general field goal percentage, like decent at the line. Like he, I mean, gr- granted, it was probably all empty stats because the team, because uh, the Knicks have obviously are, are a consistent train wreck, but like. I, w- I was just shocked that he even like put up decent numbers. I mean, some of the guys the Nets have signed, like I mean, like Crawford, for example, has like totally fallen off. He's just not like the same guy anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, Crawford spent the last couple of years averaging like shooting like under like around thirty three percent from three. Like he, I mean, he's I mean, he's just not the same. And like under like last year, under forty percent from just uh, the field generally. So like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like. The, the 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 Beasley thing, I was like, whoa, like, all right, like, I mean, I could see what they kind of think they're getting here. And, and Marks also might have, like, I mean, who knows what Marks' ego is like. He's probably like, look, think about how many guys I've, I've taken from out from uh, on basketball purgatory and, and made them into guys. So I'm sure I'm sure he has that a little bit. But as you pointed out in part one of this pod, there's also been a lot of guys that he signed that he probably thought he was going to do that with, a lot of them being power forwards, like uh, – Quincy AC and uh, who was I just thinking? And like Travion Graham and uh, Anthony Bennett, and none of those guys have worked oh, there. So. Oh, the pain, the pain, the pain, the pain. I, I, I want to bring up this next guy, and 
it like it hurts my jaw to say this. Lance Thomas is looking like he's gonna be a Brooklyn net. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> oh. It hurts my esophagus to even bring these words. Lance Thomas is going to be a Brooklyn Net. And, and the reason why I hate it and it's so abhorrent to me is that Lance is like a devout Nick. Lance was dumped by the Knicks and then signed back again with the Knicks for a discount. Lance, I think we were giving him a tryout. Was that him? <laughs> yeah, he's been rumored to be with them for the Nets, like, for a, a while. Wasn't he on our summit? Like, I, I think I put it out in my mind, but it was him that was on our summer league team, right? Like, He's he's definitely had run, whether it's, like, summer league or been, like, in training camps with them. He's definitely gotten run with the Nets, for sure. Something like that. And, and this dude, like, he, like, bleeds orange and blue. <laughs> now... now now I know he's gonna come. It's of his career. He's probably a professional and all that, but for the culture of my team, I don't want that guy. And it's not just because it's Lance Thomas. It's because there's other better candidates, and stuff I would have taken a risk on and bought in. Just because the re- of what the reward would be, if you risk a roster spot on a team that has no shot, shot, and let's say you bring in a Boogie Cousins, like that's a pretty good uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good uh opportunity that that maybe he might, you know, be Boogie again. Yep. And 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 help Karis, you know, uh uh you know, shake up the world. And um, I just feel like Sean Marks just went into a room and was like, all right, this guy's available, this guy's available. Uh, uh, this shit doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> I, because I think the poison that's in this team right now is this thing where they believe nothing is really happening this year. This whole season felt like one just big you know, just forfeit. And I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it, losing is cancer. You have to cut it out as soon as you see it or it becomes a part of who you are. The stink of losing doesn't wash off you easily. And and these this practices that the Nets have been you know, following scares me and these players. It's I they it looks like he just threw darts at a dartboard and was like, Okay, let's get this old Nick, let's get this old Nick. And now we've got seven Knicks, seven former Knicks on the roster just for this year. And I'm not saying that it matters that there's seven Knicks on our roster, but the Knicks fucking suck. <laughs> We know these players are bad basically because they're fucking Knicks. And I just don't see the creativity. I don't see what happened to the 300 scouts. What happened to having more scouts and the best people and the best and, 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 and the greatest analytics team. This is Malik Beasley. I mean, I wish it was Malik Beasley. Yeah, I was about to say. So do I. Michael Beasley. 
And the funniest thing about the Michael Beasley choice is, and, and this is the shit that's going to fucking, that should be blowing your mind. Mike can't even play the first five games. He's, he's on a drug suspension. Sean Marks brought in a player that can't even play. Yeah. So even if it was going to be like a thing where we would go, okay, let's just get into the playoffs at the seventh seed. Let's avoid the Bucks. Let's see if we could just, you know, throw the kitchen sink at, um, you know, Toronto. If you if you're the general manager and you make your team do that, and you put them through, you know, every effort to try to put something together to challenge. Reaching for that challenge makes the team even better. You could get swept. But if you don't put in a gutless performance against Toronto, a team that should be, I thought was going to be crap without Kawhi, but now they they, they were built so shrewdly that they're second in, in the East. But you could get them. Their talent is not that far above above the talent that we have. These are G League guys that that Masai Ujiri found and threw together. They got a dude named Van Vliet. That sounds like a, a rich bad guy in, in, in a 1950s, you know, Sunday serial show. <laughs> this. All right, let's move on to the next person. Lance Thomas. And you know what? And I got to admit, I'm not going to say Lance Thomas is a bad player. He's not a bad player. Um, yeah. I, um, he's probably the guy. He's probably of the older guard, of the older guard of guys that they're bringing in. He's probably the guy I've been most happy about because I think he – I'm not I'm not convinced his NBA career is over. We're going to find out. Yeah. Now let's talk about Dante Hall. Yep. Power forward. Uh, the film that I've watched, he looks like a six nine center to me. Yep. Um, he's aggressive. I I said he looked like Quincy AC without the jump shot. <laughs> he's 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 bigger than Quincy AC. Yeah, he's more athletic, also. And he's and he's more athletic. Yep, it, definitely. He's got long arms. Uh, uh, and you know the Grand Rapids drive has had a lot of success. You're still talking about. I I just don't. I'm just not excited. It. Do you know anything that excites you about this kid? No, I mean he has like a. I I've watched a couple of videos of him, both highlights and not highlights, and I was I, I he has a he has a story that's sad where his like his dad passed away right at right at the end of a, a game he was playing. Um, and he really, he supposedly like really dedicated himself to basketball after that. And he just seems like a, he's got, he just, he seems like he has like a good, nice vibe, whether he's going to be a player. I mean, look, his, his, I mean, his role basically to me in the G league of the stuff I watched looked like he was basically a more forceful, like Jared Allen. I mean, I don't know if he can play defense like Jared can, but like just filling up, uh, just dunking and basically getting tip slams and stuff like that. And that's the extent of what he's, uh, what he's there to do. But I think, so I think like we've, 
look, I mean, like no, none of us know how good this guy's going to be. He, I mean, look, he's the only G League-ish type guy that we've signed during the quarantine besides – I mean, dur- yeah, during the quarantine time. Obviously, Chioso was already on the roster. I mean, I think the real question is, like, what do we think – like, what do we think the rotation's going to be? I mean, they now have, like they, – they're, they're bringing, like, a full squad to Brooklyn. But, like, like if you're not getting run on this Nets team, like, Jacques Vaughn's playing you two or three minutes, you, you might as well should, like – book your ticket to Europe at that point because like if you want a chance to play in the NBA this is it right now and and and, and the only the only guaranteed like 30 something minutes I can think of is basically Allen Harris and uh and Lavert. like after that it's I mean it is I, I mean I, I mean I'm sure as you know you're uh, our favorite uh Prince and Temple I'm probably a little more I probably have a little bit more love for Temple than you do those guys are probably the next two that'll get some run but that, but I mean, like after that, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know who's gonna be in there. If it's gonna be a Chioza thing, I don't know if if Tyler Johnson is gonna get a lot of run. Who I'm sure you probably still want to talk about because that seems like the guy that you're looking forward to more than than I am. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's move on to Tyler then. Like Tyler, I like Tyler. Because I saw a player that could come in and be kind of like a, a Swiss Army knife player. Basically do what Gary Temple is supposed to do for us. And do it at a, a, a pretty proficient, proficient rate. I never wanted him to be a starter. I, I, what, what I wanted, when the reason why I was approving of, of Tyler Johnson as a signing was because the Nets were in talent acquisition mode. And the only thing that they can use as a cudgel on the other teams in the market for signing these players was using the cap space that no one was going to take from them anyway right. to acquire as many bodies, um, you know, on the Nets as possible. And then, you know, flip them however you can after. Um, he he wasn't deserving of the the level of money that that was there, but I understood the talent acquisition piece of it. the The problem that scares me is that they have a tendency to want the Tylers to play small forward. And, That's true. And if his shooting is bad this year, the Nets have this thing where their shooters, especially at the free throw line. Um, falter because they take so much punishment throughout the whole entire game. Uh, like Joe Johnson will just be guarding power forwards and you know six foot nine wings. Um, you know, it's the funniest thing is watching him ride on Al Horford's back trying to guard him when they when we yeah. were in Philly and they're gigantic. Um, he's it, the the Nets are going to probably just wear that kid out. Whereas he should probably just come in for minutes to spot um, Karis LeVert or play shooting guard off of Karis LeVert when he's playing, you know, point guard and giving Chioza a break. I, I feel like he'll be defensively good enough. And when I say good enough is what is good enough? Like, I think he'll get some good minutes guarding Van Vliet and, and folks like that. But there's just so much problems up front that they're going to have to use some of the better players. Like, uh, I think you're going to see Garrett Temple play power forward. Um, 
Yep. We're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, that I mean that is a that, that is a good point and something I I mean it's something you've like rightfully harped on which I haven't thought about as much is like he he is constantly putting guys because they're so undersized usually he is putting a lot of the the smaller guys and or the kind of combo guards in a in a worse position to the point that they have to guard stronger bigger guys and I wonder what the wear and tear is which is why I'm a little curious like that's why I kind of like the Lance Thomas move because I think that's kind of a body that they need and it's also why I thought they could have instead of kind of going with so many guards who they've signed during this period they could have gone for like Maba Mute who the Rockets got um just to have other bodies but wait 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 wait. stop everything Luke and Bob Mute was was available yep no he wasn't yeah Luke and Bob Mute was available yeah the Rockets signed him five days ago I know, there's another guy to add. What? How does Sean Marks not sign Luke and Bahamute with everything that's going? He's that better guy, than he's better than the guys we regularly have. Like the guys that were. Say, I would have I would have rather had him during the year. I would have rather had him on the team than TLC. Oh, the pain. The pain. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. That I was, I, when I saw that, I was like, "What?" We're going to play Malik Beasley. <laughs> we, signed, we signed Malik Beasley, and he's got and he's suspended for five games. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. Uh, there were there were some other names that I saw that I was curious about, like giving a. Did anybody sign shot. Boogie? Can Boogie play? Can he even play? Like. So I don't, I don't. I'm totally confused why Boogie hasn't been signed yet, which he hasn't. Like, like. So here's the deal. I guess like the. I feel like we're at the part where we can uh, right now where we can either diss Marks more and or talk about like who else we would have signed. Which like so I spent some time looking at some of the other guys. So like I think for example I would have rather had them sign Trier than Crawford just be, to have a guy that's young. I know that would be another Nick, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but. But I would just rather we try. We are picking up Knicks. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, Sam! We signed seven Knickerbockers in 2020. <laughs> oh my oh, god! The other guy we can talk about, by the way, who like it sounds like you've watched more Long Island Nets than I have. Is I'm oh. curious what like I, I mean. I guess they finally are giving both Justin Anderson and Jeremiah Martin a shot. So it doesn't. I'm I'm hearing that. Um, Justin Anderson isn't coming back because basically his slot would have been the slot that uh, that Lance Thomas is getting. Oh, is that true? Okay, yeah, I was wondering how they were fitting Thomas because I thought that they basically I thought I thought that was it after that. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm just. I'm, now I'm just so right now I'm just trying to figure figure out how this is happening. We we we've talked about most of the players. I I don't even think it's worth <laughs> if there's more. I don't even think it's worth bringing them up. Let's talk about 
the guys who are available. Right? Yeah. Starting. Also, it does look, it does, by the way, it does look like you're right. It looks like the Anderson thing might now not be happening because of Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I'll give you some even better players. You, you ready? That, that, should yeah, be, on. that should be Nets. This is my favorite game. Ryan Anderson should be on yeah. the Nets. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. Shooter, yep. Totally. Right. Uh, Gerald Green should probably be on the Nets over most of these guys. Right. Yeah, especially if, especially if they're if they're not going to go for just youth, then like right. that, yeah, then go yeah. for guys like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna take Malik Beasley, take Gerald Green. Yep, he's he's more dependable, right? Uh, yeah, you want, I'm right there. Yeah. You want scoring off the bench, like instant offense? Why not Isaiah Thomas? He's available. Do you know who I, I thought you were going to say right now, which I'm happy you didn't because even though I was a fan of his and I actually took a picture with him at the draft, mm. I don't think he's a real NBA player, is Isaiah Whitehead. I I love the guy. He's Brooklyn through and through. I've been watching yep. him and he was great he was in college. high school. I, I, you know, I've only saw him like a couple times. I saw him more in high school than I did in college. Yeah. Um, I like going to high school games every now and then. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's so much good basketball happening. Uh, in, in and around my neighborhood. So, um, I I love the kid, but not there's, there's better you could do. Yep. And, like, I look at what Jerry West did. He gave Joachim Noah a 10-day. There's, there's things you could do, but it would be criminal for them not to be wooing DeMarcus Cousins right now. And yeah. to tell DeMarcus Cousins, look, you're coming back from a – from a catastrophic injury. We're screwed. But if you could ball, we'll consider you to play with Kyrie and KD. That would be motivation. Yeah. That would be a, a thing like, all right, I'm I, I'm going to just go out here and save my career. And instead, we get Lance Thomas. I, I hope. DeMarcus Cousins doesn't sound with the Lakers or something like that. It's just... It's so depressing. Can I give but, you one last guy? Yeah. Joe Johnson. I, I, I know, I've been thinking about him a lot recently because he's on TV now all the time. Joe Johnson would be better to take right now than Crawford. And he's yep. a net. I agree. I'm totally with you on that. Do Do you see why I think, like, I, I know most Nets Twitter says I'm, I think I'm unreasonable, but how could you just miss so much as Sean Marks? Like, do you see it? <laughs> Malik Beasley is suspended for five games and there's only eight games of a regular season left. My, my partner Sam... I'm very concerned. <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm drinking tequila. Like, it's not good, man. No, I I look. I I hear you. Do you know? By the way, do you know who I also would have rather had over Crawford, who was a Nick, but also played with the Nets this year, and I thought was great. Is Shumpert? Yeah, I'm not a Shumpert guy. 
I'm, but, I was but not Shumpert is better I than... I thought he was great this year, though. I, I, Shumpert's better than the guys that's, like... I, Shumpert's not going to fill in the offense that is missing from Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep. Um, But he's better than some of these guys. Like, these... This is... This is pretty bad. Yeah, I, I look, I'm... I'm with you. I, uh... No, that's why I said I'd give him at the highest a B and most likely probably a B minus with these signings. But look, the truth is, is that if one or two of these guys are on the team next year, then that's a big win for Marks because you can make a very good argument that none of these guys are going to be back. Oh, this this team is about to be gutted in the summer. Sean Marks is about to act a fool. Sam, 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 my man, it's been a pleasure. As always. I wasn't drunk this time. <laughs> yeah, I, you're gonna. I think you're gonna be tr- when you're when you're uh, two weeks from now when you're watching the Nets regular season game and there's a starting lineup of uh, of uh, Tyler Johnson or let's uh, no, I won't even include Tyler Johnson. Jamal Crawford, Jeremiah Martin, Donta Hall, Michael Beasley, and Thomas. I think you'll. I think the tequila will be out. <laughs> We've been the front office, ladies and gentlemen. Brooklyn basketball, we'll get through it. We'll get through it together, everybody. Here's to Orlando. Here's to Orlando. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.